Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Easy Conversations podcast, a podcast about having easy conversations. I'm your host, Burkan Dandia. In this week's episode, I sit down with Jackie Mono, who is a fitness instructor, entrepreneur, and influencer. Jackie also has her own podcast, which is called Keeping It 100. And in this episode, Jackie and I discuss the impact body shaming can have on our mental health. Uh, Jackie shares her own journey and specifically talks about a couple of incidents uh, in her life that really impacted um, the aspect of body shaming and how that shaped her life. Uh, Jackie and I also discuss the uh, the importance of understanding body shaming and the impact it has, especially in today's world with social media. I really hope you get a lot out of this episode. And if at the end you can leave a five-star review, I would truly appreciate it. Hey, Jackie, uh, welcome to the Easy Conversations podcast. Thank you for coming on and uh, giving me the opportunity to have this conversation with you. I'm super grateful for you to take the time uh, from your busy schedule. So thank you again. Uh, but before we get started, I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and then we're kind of getting, uh, we're going to get into the, the topic that we're excited to discuss today. Yay, awesome. Thanks for, for having me today. Uh, my name is Jackie. For those uh, that don't know who I am, I am a personal trainer and group fitness uh, instructor, and I run online fitness services. So I've been in fitness for about five, six years now, and it was something that I transitioned from being an oil and gas working as a project engineer and transitioning into fitness. So I'm very, very passionate about fitness. I'm passionate about just keeping our bodies healthy. And uh, this is probably going to tie in very, very well with our topic today, Bert, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, so I'm really, really grateful for popping in here and being able to discuss this with you. Awesome. And, and I think it's uh, probably worth talking about, but to be a professional engineer and then go into fitness, like what inspired that change? And uh, looking back, do you think uh, it was the right choice? Uh, I mean, of course I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so working in the oil and gas industry for me, it was a lot of ups and downs. One minute you had a job and one minute you didn't. So I, I, I pretty much came to a point in my life where even when I transitioned into fitness, I was at the heaviest I'd ever been. Um, I mean, I, I never want to say the heaviest because I was at the heaviest as, as, I, as I've ever been compared to what I am now. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I, I was in a very unhealthy space. You know, I partied a lot. I there was just so many other aspects to it. There was a little bit of depression struggles and all that stuff. And so when I dove into fitness, it was just me trying to find something that I can keep myself busy with. I didn't even know if I would be good at it. And at the time I was actually very subconscious too about myself. I was like, who's gonna come to my classes? But um, at the time, you know, my husband, my boyfriend then he was like, he was like, well, why don't you just, you know, try this, see if it works. You love spin, let's do it. So I kind of registered for some courses, dove into that. Long story short, um, you know, next thing you know, I was like in front of people teaching and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the most terrifying thing ever coming from an introverted job to now an extroverted job. Believe it or not, I was super shy, super timid, literally couldn't hold a conversation with anybody without maybe a couple of drinks. Like that's just how timid I was at the time. So this really did bring me out of my shell in that way like just personality wise, um, mental health wise, 
I could say that it probably got me out of my, my into a better space. Um, you know, there was a lot of pressure of, you know, being a certain way or acting a certain way when you're in all, I guess you, you could probably relate like, you know what I mean? Once you're at work, you're at work and it's, it's a different ball, especially for females, for males, maybe not so much, but I struggled a little bit with that. Um, also just not being confident. Mm-hmm. So just shifting from, from that fitness aspect from um, oil and gas, I don't know, for me, that was a bonus. And uh, am I, do I regret it? No. Uh, do I question myself sometimes if I write, made the right choice? Some days, because if you work for yourself, there's always going to be those struggles where, you know, you wonder, you know, sh- I should have probably just stuck with my nine to five job, even though we know the oil and gas is never really nine to five, but mm-hmm. I could have just stuck with that with that level of security. But at the same time, the security wasn't always there because if you didn't have work, then you're just draining into your savings mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. So that was, yeah, that was uh, where I was at at the time. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. And I guess a mm-hmm. uh, couple of things, uh, questions based on what you shared. Uh, what were the things you had to do to get out of your comfort zone? Like, did you, you know, obviously, like you said, fairly introverted, and then now you're standing in front of people teaching fitness. Um, how were you able to make that transition? Did you have to take courses or it was just something that you knew you had to do to step out of your comfort zone to to be able to grow yeah um i mean at the time i had i had a whole lot of people that you know mentored me guided me in different directions where if i was to teach a class i especially in the beginning i had uh, this lady that actually i would she would let me teach just the Mm warm-up right and then the next couple of weeks, I'll teach the warm up and the first little part of the class. So I had like mentoring that way. And it did help me kind of, you know, open up a little bit more. And, and then the more I did that with her, I think we did it for about a month, no, about a couple of months where, and this was a spa lady at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that honestly, really that sense of community of knowing that you have people behind you you know, hold, you know, not necessarily holding your hand, but guiding you in that, in that direction. For me, it was a sense of community of just knowing that I can always, if I, if I have any doubts, if I need to learn something, I can always lean on those people. Uh, yes, I did take a whole, a whole lot of courses uh, where fitness is concerned um, through AFLCA and uh, with personal training. I did it through the American um, Certificate of Science ACE. Uh, so I did that one and then, you know, and then I have a whole bunch of other certifications as a, as a fitness professional, you always constantly have to, you know, upgrade your knowledge, upgrade yourself, keep your, you know, keep your certifications up to, up to date, um, ultimately. So in terms of me getting out of my comfort zone every day, every day when I would walk into a class, I would have a huge knot in my belly. But um, one of my, the things that I had to do for myself was the self-talk because I wasn't always confident. So constant self-talk, constant self-positivity, constant reminding myself that everybody has to start from somewhere. And this is what I share with my clients every single time is like, we all have to start from somewhere. And as long as you're kind to yourself and patient with yourself and just allowing to be allowing yourself to be open-minded and allowing others to help you along the way, that's the, you know, that's the best way to get to out of you know, that self-doubt to something that's a little bit more open. Yeah, yeah no, that's great. And, and I guess mm-hmm. uh, one of the things you alluded to was your weight at the time. And 
Uh, and then you also talked about mental health, like from the fitness perspective, did you feel the two were connected and, and did you feel at any point, like, were you obviously, I think you talked about being slightly self-conscious, but how did that factor into your choices? Um, okay. So, I mean, when we get back to the weight aspect of it, I, I grew up, you know, as quote unquote, an overweight, weight child. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was just always that I grew up in Botswana in Southern Africa. So there people are pretty vocal about their opinions mm-hmm. <laughs> to say the least. And yeah. I'm not bashing them in any way. It's the truth. And I'm sure some of them would say, yep, they probably can be. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so at the time when, when I was growing up, so I grew up, I grew up, well, I have an older brother and then I have a sister that's just right behind me. Mm-hmm. So my sister and I were very close in age. We're 15 months apart. Um, so I was always the short, somewhat short. I, at the time, I think I was a little bit taller than my sister. Now I'm shorter than her, but that's besides the point. <laughs> so I was I was that, you know, chunky. No, I don't want to use the word chunky. Oh, a little bit overweight, you know. Yeah. Full figured, yeah. Um, you know, kid a little bit darker than my sister. So there was always that like, oh, it was so weird because there was always the stigma of like, oh, basically my sister, she's so pretty just because she was lighter, she was skinnier. Mm. So all my life, I went through the ups and downs of having to hear that my sister is prettier than me or, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. she's so adorable. Oh, you, you're so cute, meaning yeah. me. And I'm like, well, okay, cool. So that kind of carried on with me as I got older. So in my 20s, I wasn't, I, I think in my 20s, I had more control in terms of, I, I had a little bit, I wouldn't say a, a, a food disorder, but I was very conscious of what I ate. Mm-hmm. So I would typically, when I make food, I would make it super healthy. I didn't exercise as well as I should have, but I kept it super clean, but that only lasted for so long until until it didn't, right? Mm-hmm. As I as I got closer to my 30s, I just, I don't know, nothing I did helped except I needed to move my body. Mm-hmm. Um, so the mental aspect of it, of being overweight and carrying it onto the fitness um, regime, for me, at first, I was like, who's going to take me seriously? And I, I struggled with it, even after I started slowly losing the weight and everything else, it was just something that was stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. And I know it was a bunch of bull, but I couldn't help but wonder mm-hmm. who's going to look at me. I don't have like the six pack abs, or I'm not like this size, or I'm not this, I'm not your typical, you know what I mean? And then I started telling myself, okay, it was time, obviously with studies and everything else, we have different types of body types. Um, I fall under... a think the mesomorph no is it the mesomorph or the endomorph okay anyway there's different there's different types of Mm -hmm. body sizes where people are leaner people are a little bit more rounded you know big butt big hips Mm -hmm. big boobs which i that's where i fall under and then there's people that literally bulk up within seconds Mm -hmm. and i say i I talk about these body types because it applies to men just as much as it applies to women Mm -hmm. it's it's more apparent with women men tend to have you know, build muscle a lot quicker, no matter, you know, no matter what, if you put two people of the same body type together, men will tend to do that just because of that, you know, testosterone hormone. But it took me a while to get to the point where I actually studied that. And I was just like, why am I so hard on myself? You know? Um, So 
the mental aspect of it for me, even till now, or till probably recently in the last year or two, I still, I still literally was in my head. I was like, you know, sometimes I go on social media. I'm like, I need to look perfect. I need to have, you know, the perfect physique for me to be able to like do all, all these exercises and be recognized or people saying, oh, they want to work with me. And it, it, and I'm going to blame social media for this, but I shouldn't blame social media for it because we should, we should actually just take a look at our mental state and, and take a step back and not be quick to judge ourselves. Yeah, yeah, and I think- Did I answer issue, your question? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think the issue yeah. persists beyond social media. Like, uh, and I think the reason why this topic resonated for us, uh, especially body shaming, because I've experienced it myself, both from, you know, myself, body shaming myself and others. And and I think it the reason why I say it goes outside social media, you alluded to it is growing up, people would point it out, right? whether it was directly or indirectly, in my case, growing up, same thing, you know, I was uh, a small kid, and very skinny. So I always got bullied based on that, or it was always a constant topic that Oh, this guy's small, and, and I naturally started shaming myself. Um, and, and anytime, like, even during COVID, there was times, especially coming out of COVID, um, you know, I put on a little bit of weight, like most people, um, I wasn't exercising, I was eating a lot, uh, and not watching what I was eating. And, you know, I've felt very uncomfortable with the way my body looks coming out of COVID, like, you know, whereas normally, I'd be comfortable taking my shirt off going into the pool or whatever. Now I think twice about it. And, and I avoid activities where I would need to take my shirt off. So um, it is uh, definitely a huge issue. But I, I you're right, social media hasn't helped, but I think it exists in society and it's been there for a while. Like there's a certain way women need to look and a certain way men need to look. And if you don't meet that profile, uh, you either get shamed uh, directly or indirectly, or you end up shaming yourself. Absolutely. So, yeah, no. so I guess uh, growing up, like I know you talked about like uh, you were watching your diet and, and making all the right choices, but how was it really knowing you look different and people were talking about it, maybe not to your face, but even to your face, how was that growing up? And, and, you know, like, how were you able to deal with it? Um, okay. So I think, uh, my goodness, I, I, I had weird self soothing mechanisms it was the weirdest thing um I have I have this thing and I probably still do maybe not so much now because I'm very conscious of it I'm like no you need to just stop doing that I hid it behind the jolly hyper personality so I was that per, you know the life of the party like the loud one the oh my god let's just you know what I mean let's crack jokes and let's just somebody will say something and I'll, I'll be like, ha ha ha, well, yeah, sure, I am, whatever. And you just laugh it off, right? Or you, it was just, it, and it wasn't really a right way of me handling it because I should have actually stood up for myself a little bit more. But how do you do that when you're in high school? How do you do that when you're a kid? Kids are mean, kids mm -hmm. are mean. So like, so it's either you laugh it off and then they think it doesn't bother you or you stand up for yourself and then the bullying starts and you know and it was a very fine line where I don't even know how to describe it it was a very fine line I, I mean I was lucky enough to be surrounded by 
amazing friends when I was in high school and in primary school and all that jazz. And they would protect me. You know, if people were actually borderline bullying me, they would, you know, they would stand up. Actually, even my sis, my younger sister, <laughs> there was a time when, <laughs> because I had a loud mouth and I felt like, you know, I need to just voice myself sometimes. But when I did, it would result in people literally wanting to come after me and do whatever. And it's like, yeah, so it was, it was a tough one. Um, I don't know if I handled it, the, I handled it the best way I could. I remember when I was in grade seven, um, there was this, this boy, uh, and he, he literally, we watched this, this, this is it Jack and the Beanstalk? So anyway, at school, we had this movie, like every Friday we'd have, like watch movies, random movies and stuff like that. So there was a character in that, I think it was one, I think it was that movie. I can't remember what her name was, the bigger lady, and she was very mean. And that's another thing too, fat, overweight, or bigger people tend to be resembled as mean as, you know, Angry, people yeah, that are, yeah. you know, villains, right? Yeah. Um, and she, he started referring to me as that person. And of course, like at first I was like, okay, cool, fine, joke's on me, let's move on. And he kept repeating it. And every time you see me, you're like, oh yeah, what? I can't remember what the character's name was. So one day I snapped and I'm not a violent person, but. <laughs> I went out after that boy yeah. and I was like, don't call me that. And then I like, I, I think I punched him or slapped him. I did something. And then he caused a huge fight at school. <laughs> and I'm not a violent person. I, I'm telling you, I'm not, not naturally yeah. at least, I try not to be. But yeah. I snapped because it was the constant like bullying. He wasn't really doing any, doing anything else except calling me names and calling me names. And one day I just snapped. Of course, he got into trouble because he's fighting with a girl, right? But I think I kicked his butt, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, I guess after high school, like, obviously, yeah. you know, high school's a very tough time, uh, mm -hmm. uh, especially for girls, if, if you're getting bullied and stuff like that. Uh, and it's obviously hard, a lot harder now with social media because, you know, normally, you know, and that's what I tell people is like, when we were in high school, like, you kind of deal with the bullying at school and then at least when you go home it, it's over but now it yeah. follows you right like it's because of social media you're getting messages your friends or, or people that you go to school with are constantly mm -hmm. attacking you so uh, you know I have a lot of compassion for kids growing up now and, and you know uh, going through that but as you get got into like say university and stuff like how did it feel like, did you start feeling confident about yourself or it was always in the back of your mind? And, you know, obviously mm -hmm. you said in high school, you had friends that surrounded you and, and supported you, but how was it when you had to like move to Canada and, and then create a new social network? Right. Yeah. So, um, okay. So just prior to me getting to Canada, I actually did a couple of, a few years of university back home before I actually transferred. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I remember my first, my first and second year, I kept to myself. Um, my goal was just to get good grades. And so I was in class and out. Um, and I remember my first year and that would, that would have been 2003, I think it was. Yeah. Two, 2003 or four whatever that was, I can't remember anymore. You know? um, and, you know, obviously when you get out of high school, guess what? People still have that high school mentality, right? And, you know, these kids were like basically always picking on me. One, I kept to myself. Two, um, 
I would say I was a little different in the sense of they had a tendency of picking on people that went to private schools and I did go to a private school. So coming in with some, everybody else that went to other schools, it was like that now that added another element to my, my little profile, um, being overweight, being, you know, whatever. So I kept to myself. So I tried to ignore it. And I remember I went into, I went, I went into a really weird diet where all I had was steamed vegetables and lean white fish. Sorry, this actually chokes me up because now I don't believe in diets. I think mm-hmm. they're ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody should because, you know, eat healthy, eat balanced, and you'll be fine. Anyway, so I went into this weird diet. I think I, I was on it for about three months or whatever. I can't even remember. And I remember it was so, so lean and all, and barely any salt, like literally like lean, lean. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was probably like maybe a hundred calories every time I ate it. I'm like, yeah. no joke or lie. I know in a day I would eat maybe about four or 500 calories, which is not healthy mm-hmm. at all. But all I had in my head was, I just want to look like other people so that people can stop bothering me about my weight. You know, and that was first year of university back home. So I did that for about three months. I lost the weight. I, I literally like it dropped like, <laughs> you know, but I, w- I wasn't functioning, right? I wasn't functioning. So until my mom was like, stop doing this to yourself, just eat, just eat. So, and then I started going to the gym. So during those years, it was fine. Coming to Canada, um, I had already lost a little bit of weight. So it wasn't too bad coming in. I did gain a little bit too when, when I was now here in university, but I was in a totally different world where nobody really knew me. So it was just like, you know, I had to start from scratch. So I kind of started from scratch with a sense of confidence and sense of, I got this right. Um, so being in Canada, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily something that it bothered me. Or maybe it's because I lived the, my, most of my life being criticized for about my weight that but, and then there was a point where I gained the weight and then my boobs hu- were huge. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But I mean, it, it was the reality. Yeah. <laughs> and then people would always talk about my boobs. And I was oh. like, oh my God, <laughs> like it doesn't end. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so yeah. So, yeah. So that was another era somewhere in my twenties where I was just like, oh my God. So yeah, and then my boobs became a topic of discussion, but I guess, again, it was just one of those things where I was just like, okay, whatever, like it is what it is. What am I supposed to do? But I mean, that in itself, it could be frustrating. And and again, like, it's just knowing that people are talking about you in that sense, uh, whether it's your weight or other parts of your body, like that's, again, it's something to to make anyone uncomfortable and and hard to deal with. But I guess going through that journey and then now where you are today, what are some things you can share with some of the younger girls or, or other girls even our age that may struggle with body shaming? Because like you said, social media puts a huge pressure on how we need to look today. And you know now there's a lot of people that are standing up and uh, doing amazing work on just accepting who they are and, and embracing their bodies the way they are. But it's still a, a huge issue. So what are some things you could share and, and you know, that can help other people? Yeah, well, the first thing, I mean, I think first things first is um, our, our attitude towards bigger sizes needs to change a society mm-hmm. um, in the sense of 
you know, some people think that people who are big, who are bigger can't do anything or they're lazy or there's so many stereotypes behind that, right? Or they're lazy or they're not putting in effort. They don't know that story, right? Um, I think the first thing with, with young kids or young girls and boys is the first thing, I mean, for their parents is to try and motivate body positivity. Doesn't matter what, I think it has to start at home, right? At this point, I mean, if there's parents listening to this, it has to start at home. You have to, you have to almost, norm, we have to normalize every single body shape, shape. Some kids grow up and they become chubby. It is what it is. Some kids grow up and they're super skinny. It is what it is, but it doesn't define them because they're going to change. Their bodies are going to change throughout their lifetimes, right? Um, so I think the first thing is let's start with the attitude at home. Some, some parents are a little bit more, you know, strict on what kids should be eating or whatever the case may be. Of course, promote healthy eating, promote activeness. I, I will always go with that and I always stand by that because I really truly do believe that as long as we move our bodies, <clears throat> we're gonna be the healthiest we can be, right? Mm -hmm. As the best way we know how. Um, so when we get into schools now with young kids, <sighs> bullying needs to stop. I don't even know how we can go around this because kids are really, really mean. And again, it comes from home, right? No, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not, no, no, let me take that back. Not it comes from home, but if, you know, if sometimes what happens is some kids, if they, they have this sense of people have to look a certain way, they take it to school, they're going to in, inflict it in other kids mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. can't voice them, their opinions. That's what I meant by that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Without, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just, you know, just embracing. So for me is first as a kid, if you can look at yourself in the mirror every single day and tell yourself you're awesome, you're beautiful, you know, you're hot, I don't know, whatever you want to call yourself, like that you're amazing and you can do anything that you want, no matter what your size is. Um, if you want to try out for, I don't know, some sport in school, and maybe you're not necessarily the, the physique that they're looking for, which quote unquote, I will put quote unquote because it's a bunch of crap because everybody can actually do learn a squat. Doesn't matter what size you are. Um, if you want to do it, try it. Why not? Go for it. I was that kid, even though it was a little heavy. I was like, I'm going to try this spot. I'm going to try this spot because the will was there, but nobody really ever gave me the chance because I was always slower or whatever the ch case may be. Um, and it, it was what it was. I mean, I, I ended up doing a little bit of swimming when I was in high school, which was great. Um, but, you know, but it took me a while for me to, for people to actually see that, oh, Jackie can do something, right? Athletic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so with I mean, kids, I should say body positivity. For sure. Tell yourself you're awesome and share with your friends. If your friends are, are struggling with body weight, tell them they're awesome and they're beautiful, they're handsome. I don't know. Just tell your friends that. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a couple of things like based on what you said, like the, the positive affirmations that you want to repeat to yourself every yeah. day. Uh, with sports, that's a bit tricky. And I think, again, it's a fundamental issue because the other side of it is, is the rejection, right? So if, if you try out for sport and you don't get it, like I remember growing up and not making like uh, the sport teams because I wasn't big enough, right? That exactly. sense yeah. of rejection carried forward because it was like, oh, I'm not good enough for this because of my body type, right? And yeah. um, we just need to fundamentally be more inclusive in that sense. But but you're right, like 
by preaching that to the kids, um, it will make a huge difference. But at the same time, we also, like you said, need to support our friends and family members that who are struggling and you know they are just be supportive mm -hmm. and, and, and have those conversations with them right exactly um, yeah is there anything else you'd want to share for people that have that issue or that struggle with it on a on a daily basis um so one thing that i i try to especially when i'm working with my clients um is we start with the mindset piece of it right uh, the sense of gratitude for yourself first, yourself first before anything else or anybody else. Right. Um, sense of gratitude, you wake up in the morning, if you meditate, meditate for a few minutes, or if you're not much for a meditator, stand in front of the mirror, write out things if you want to with your, on your mirror or have sticky notes that will remind you every single day. This may seem trivial, but it has a huge impact on our minds without like if you see a word every day right in front of it even on your computer you start you see it you see it you start believing it as you know right um so that's the first step that i try to try and at least relay with my clients um and also i can't express this enough kindness being patient so if you're on a journey and yes maybe you want to change your lifestyle get into that fitness lifestyle journey don't focus on the aesthetics Focus on the fact that, okay, I was able, I was able to do this specific exercise compared to yesterday or last week or three weeks ago. It's all about step-by-step -step pro progress because kindness, patience, and, and just also just, what was the other word that I'm looking for? Oh my goodness. It just totally just went out my head, but anyway, <laughs> kindness and patience. We'll start with that one yeah, <laughs> and progression yeah. and progression, yeah. right? So if, if you just have this, and this is what I tell my clients, I'm like, okay, this is where we're going to start and trust the process. This is the step-by-step -step process we're going to go through. And literally most of the time, I will never put a client through a burpee if they're not ready for a burpee. What, why would I do that? It's just not right. It's not okay. And it, you know, and a burpee is not the only exercise in the world, right? I'm just giving a hypothetical answer. I mean, um, example. Right. But, um, but yeah, so, so for me, it's, it's all about patience, progression, kindness to yourself, put yourself first before others. Um, literally every morning, make it a ritual, write out positive things about yourself that you want to see in front of the mirror every single day, because it's easy for us to look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, oh, I don't like my eyes. Oh, my bags. Oh, oh my God. You know, I have a role here. It goes for guys too, right? Like, you know, um, I don't know, or my thighs are too big or, and there's another, oh, there's a term that irritates me that I see a lot sometimes. And I don't, I don't see it. I mean, I see it a lot on social media and it could be just because it depends on, on culture. Thunder thighs. What the hell are, are thunder thighs? And yeah, sure. We have big thighs, but why should we name it something that doesn't need to be named? Whether you're a guy, whether you're a, or a woman or either or, or not, I, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter who you are. We need to stop the terminologies of naming our bodies in certain way, in certain terms, just to refer to how big they are or how small they are, because it's not necessary. Yeah. But yeah. actually I wanted to throw that one in, in there because it, <laughs> yeah. it's a term that I, I used to use it on myself all the time. And then I realized that actually, no, that actually just degrades me. Why mm -hmm. am I, why? Why? Yeah. What's wrong with my thighs? There's nothing wrong with my thighs. Embrace them the way they are. 
they may be big. Yes, I mean, I know it's a, it's a anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and again, like you said, there's a, a huge negative connotation to it, right? And and yeah, uh, yeah, it it applies to even like people who have you know like if the, there's like the beer gut or the beer belly or whatever, mm -hmm. like, um, mm -hmm. just unkind words. So I think going back to that whole kindness piece, um, mm -hmm. I think you know one of the things I've talked about in the past too is, is the negative self talk. Like if we were to hear, you know, think about it, like if the way I would talk to myself about my body, I would be heartbroken if I heard myself talking to my son like that about his body or, or a friend or a family member. So oh, someone talking to you yes. about your body like that, right? Yeah. So the negative self-talk, I think is very important. And I think something you alluded to, um, that's where it starts, just being comfortable with who you are, knowing you're doing the best, uh, whether it's eating right, being, exercising, but it is all the mindset, right? And, and the, the sooner you can accept who you are and the way you look, mm -hmm. uh, that's part of the step. But I think as a society, we also need to make a lot of changes. Absolutely. Um, yep, yeah, no, it, it definitely comes down to, to, to the society in, in, as a whole. Uh, social media, unfortunately, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. There's a billion people in the world that are probably on social media. And, um, you know, we'll always see people hide behind, behind the internet. And, you know, and there's always going to be those one or two unkind messages that you'll, especially if we put ourselves out there, um, once in a while, you'll find a message and you're like, okay. But unfortunately, at that, when, when that happens, at least for me, when that happens, I have to remind myself that that person doesn't even know me. That person doesn't, should not have the right to, to make my day a bad day just because mm -hmm. of that unkindness or whatever maybe they're going through something and i'm like bless your heart good for you yeah. and you just yeah. move on delete it block them i don't know do whatever and then just move on it's hard i mean it's hard but it is what do, what do we do yeah yeah right? no i agree i mean most of the time when someone says something it has nothing to do with you it's more about them but mm -hmm. that's easier said than done <laughs> yeah um, yeah i know it is <laughs> yeah. i i have moments where i like sit in the corner cry a little bit and then i'm like okay Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the pity party. Well, we all tend to have those. <laughs> no, uh, Jackie, I, I wanted to thank you again. And I know there are parts of this conversation that, you know, were tough uh, to talk about and, and or must have been tough. And, you know, I appreciate you, you being vulnerable. And I hope others that are listening to this episode can get something out of it and, and understand the work you had to do more so up here in your mind than anywhere else to, 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 to be able to navigate through this whole being bullied as a child and throughout your life uh, and the body shaming that came with it. So, you know, again, thank you for sharing all of that. Uh, for listeners that want to get a hold of you or want to join, you know, your classes, what is the best way of finding you, whether it's social media or online? Um, okay, so thanks again for having me, Ferg. Um, just, just, just say thank you. No, seriously, that was amazing. Thank you. For, I enjoyed this conversation. Uh, so what, how people can find me. So on social media, I got Instagram and that's uh, fit.jackie. So F-I-T dot J-A-C-Q-I dot sweat sessions. Um, so that's my handle. It's so long, but that's how you can find me on Instagram. And then I also have a website, www.rhythmfitness.ca. Um, so yeah, so that's usually how you could enroll for some of my online classes and uh, personalized programs. Um, and then 
with personal training, just contact me. Uh, you can send me a DM on my Instagram or send me an email, Jackie at rhythmfitness.ca. Okay, thank you again. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Ferg. Yeah, no, I'm glad we finally did this. It's been a yeah. long time coming, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the episode. Thank you again for tuning in. As always, please leave a five-star review. And until next week. <laughs>